Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. To the war room, we got Ted, yeah. Kim, Jimmy, PJ, be Austin, a hot block commander. Again, live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack. I'm at the round table with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint. Yo, we have no clue where B. Austin is right now, but maybe he'll be with us in a few minutes. Maybe he won't. Um, KD made his debut in, in Phoenix last night. Well, they were actually in Charlotte, but he made his debut with the Suns last night. So we're going to discuss the effect that we think that pairing will have uh, on the rest of the NBA season and a whole lot more. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of your life, at least. Uh, Episode 669 begins right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the digital extreme tech hotline. That number, as usual, 323-410-0012. What up, Blueprint? With the Guan, homie? Pete. Yo, peace, God. Peace, God. You know what I mean? Don't mind me. I just, uh, you know, partake in that Woo Wednesday on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, same same here. We 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 Wednesday on Thursday this week, so yeah. yeah you every might time have I to... watch it, I saw myself saying peace, God. Right, <laughs> you don't have to uh, bear with us if we start talking like Ray and Ghost, and a lot of the stuff we say don't make sense, but it sounds fly as hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> yo, I know, I know, Deck, I know, Deck was uh, getting the stallions like that. The chick, you know what I mean? Chick, yeah, you know what I mean? I know, yeah. Deck was uh, getting the bags. Deck rolled up to the projects and was just, you know, <laughs> just wrecking shop. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but have you, I mean, I know, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that throughout the years, though. But, I mean, have you come to that conclusion as well? Like, Ray and Ghost say the flyest shit that don't make a lick of sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, but you I, know, I go back and I be listening now, and I be rapping with them, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck did I just say? Like, like what? <laughs> they got their, they got their own language. It makes it makes sense to them. Like, they got their uh, own language, right? But what's the funny thing is, they were so hot at one point, and I noticed this from like, um, I was watching the LL interview, 
And LL was saying the woo was so hot with their own language that he started trying to do that. So if you listen to some of else stuff, it makes no sense either because he was trying that to do that. Is that when he started all that? Like, like, oh, that's exactly. That's that's TV. exactly what it was. Did he literally. What he talking about? <laughs> that's exactly. What up, what, That's the line that brought up the conversation. <laughs> Yo, that's that's the line. <laughs> what's the that's the exact map, line that brought up the conversation in the, uh, the, the interview. Peace God, peace God. Peace but God. Yo, that's the that's the exact peace line God. that brought up the conversation, and he admitted it though. He admitted he was trying to be like you know Rain Ghost. He like, was like you know, like yo, what was L talking about? He started lying. Talking about they call me Big Ellie. They ain't never called you Big Ellie. Like come on, nobody bro. never called him Big Ellie. <laughs> like one of the memes. Nobody. Yeah, you go through his catalog. L got some wild lines too. He's wilding out. Yeah. I guess the yeah. thing is, when you've been in the business that long, eventually you just like, you know, create, create, creatively just start saying some wild stuff. Yeah, you just start trying stuff. Like, come on, man, I've been around since yeah, you just start like, 86. Like, oh, let me try this. KRS-1 is guilty of that. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, like, like Jimmy said, with LL, you're around decade after decade, you probably have to try to reinvent yourself every decade. You can't, you know, man. be the same cat. <laughs> nah, nah. No, Snoop Snoop changed his name to Snoop Lion and started making reggae music. Yeah. Then he make some gospel music too. Snoop tried everything. Yo, he, yo, that was after that was Snoop after the gospel. Then he made after gospel. The <laughs> yo, Snoop reinvented yeah, it. That was like after the reggae job. Yeah, so you know, still yeah, now you he just, now he just hang on Martha Stewart. Uh, Nas rapping with young boys now that he probably would have said was trash back in the day. You gotta do what you gotta man, do, man. Listen, man. Stay relevant. Yeah, My friends. Yeah, man. Relevant. They all, they all learning. All the old heads is learning from Jadakiss. Cause he took I mean, a bag from everybody. Yeah, but video of the week though. <laughs> Jimmy sent me a video where this young white kid, he had to be like twelve, was he was he was killing the words to uh, uh, "If I Rule the World" by Nas. If I rule the world. Yeah, he was killing it. I'm like, yo, why do you know that song like that? Yeah, so yeah, he was going in. That got to make an old-ass MC feel good. Because, you know, they always talk about in their interviews and stuff like that, bridging gaps and, you know, I got my core fans, but you never know who your new fans might be, you know, stuff like that. And Shorty showed that it might be something to that. I mean, obviously his pop price was a big yeah. fan. Meanwhile, yeah, Archie is thing. out here reciting uh, dirty nursery rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so y'all know what it hey, is, man. man. You and the A, so it's more prevalent there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Dirty but nursery before we get started, standing. man, we got to remind y'all that whether you're, whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, you can check out our archive episodes of our show and every other show on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. So you can uh, go to warroomsports.com or you can go to whichever podcast listening platform, you know, you choose to go to on a regular basis for the other stuff that you listen to. We're probably there. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of our show, uh, Tissue in the Tate with uh, Davis Backwards and Phil Maddox, Superstars, John Appetit on the couch with the Wilsons. None of it. So make sure you don't. All right, so Hot Topics, man, they brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. You know what it is because we tell you every week, it's time to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, you're a little nervous, 
Stop wasting your time. Place a bet, man. We got some deals for you that will help you with some of your fears. You can lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. There's no excuses when you win. They give you your money real quick. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. Here's the deal if you're a little bit skeptical. If you join now, my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. You know, that should make you a little bit more comfortable with your, with your first few bets. So visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, man, NBA action. Kevin Durant debuted with the Phoenix Suns uh, last night. Um, his debut was pretty good. They were on the road in Charlotte. Um, he scored 23 points, uh, six rebounds, two assists. Uh, Devin Booker was raving after the game. It was a 105-91 win uh, to snap the Charlotte Hornets' five-game winning streak. Um, Devin Booker was raving. You know, he he was he keeps Booker saying like he just happy he ain't gonna see no more double teams. Right, he's like, he's like, this is one of those moments that doesn't really feel real. He's like, every time he shoots the ball, it's just so effortless. You can see defenders trying their hardest to contest or fight over a screen, and he just looks unbothered, unfazed. So Devin Booker is very happy so far with his new teammate. Um, we briefly touched on this last week, but do y'all think Kevin Durant going to the Suns, you know, with Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, um, Chris Paul, do y'all think that changes the face of not only the West, but the NBA as we go down the stretch of the NBA? Like, do they automatically become the team to beat? And now that we've no. seen Kevin Durant with one uh, game under his belt coming back from his back injury, um, how easy they made it look. Like, what do y'all think, man? Is this the Suns thing to lose right now? Or, or, nah. or is, well, am I hyping it a little Cliff, bit? Cliff, Cliff Paul is the <laughs> X Factor. Cliff Paul ain't Cliff Paul no more. Right. Well, so, well here's the thing, I, though, right? So but they I, got KD. I went and watched the game in preparation. <laughs> I watched the game, right? And what's crazy is, it, you know, when we first asked this question, I was like, nah, Denver's still there. Like, I don't know no more, yo. Now, <laughs> the, East is, the East is in the house. Oh, my God, danger. So what? I still think the Celtics, the Bucks. They're going to have something to say. But in the West, it's like Memphis, Denver, and probably Phoenix, right? So, yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. But watching them play, it was like that game was a weird game. Like, they dominated but didn't dominate. It was like on cruise control, and it was so effortless and so easy. And sometimes I forget just like, you know, like he had to remind us, like, yo, I'm Kevin Effin Durant. Yo, Bull could score whenever he feels like it. But they were sending not only doubles but triples at him last night. And – he was getting everybody open shots. So if this was hockey, he probably would have had 15 assists. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if this was hockey, my guy would have had, like, 15 assists. But everybody, but the thing about Cliff Paul is watching him play with Kevin Durant, he ain't even got to be Cliff Paul. He just got to be able to open down, knock down open shots. Like, right. he don't have to be the, the Chris Paul of old. And that's what makes it scary because, like, Devin Booker and him on the wings, dog, is, is crazy, like, I'll be forgetting, y'all. Like, he just shoots so Right, and, and First of all, you know, Cliff Paul had range game with this. Cliff Paul had 11 assists last night. So, you know, you go back and do what you do. Dog, his he was mitting in a life away. Like, 
just pull up mid, this mid, that mid. He looked like, yo, he looked like Bernard King last night. <laughs> midnight, midnight life away. Be they got twenty-three it. points. All of them was on mid. Yeah. It's just, it's gonna be much easier for everybody else, man. And like like Jimmy yeah. said, like sometimes you forget because there's always so much extra surrounding. You know, Kevin Durant, like the to this point, joining the joining the Warriors. Uh, the, what he does on social media, the sensitivity, like everybody just think a cat when they think of um, um, Kevin Durant. But then he got to go out there and remind you sometimes, you know, when he start to hoop, like, you know, no matter what I'm doing over here, like this is my sanctuary. Y'all can't mess with me here. So, you know, yeah. it, it gets crazy like that. Because even with the criticism he takes, you know, with the Golden State situation, you know, you had to go to the 73-win team. It's Steph's team, this and that. I mean, I still maintain people can say what they want. He was still the best player on that team. Um, yeah, he he walked yeah. in a locker room and was the best player. Right. It wasn't people, his team by like, any stretch of the imagination. People not to give him that it wasn't credit. It's still like, well, Steph was the best player, and he just walked in, and it was easy for him. He was still the – Kevin Durant was, in my question, head and shoulders the best player. It was just, you know, suspect to – suspect you know, the team that he joined and you know how easy it was like because he just makes it he makes it an unbeatable situation with the rest of those cats especially back then when they were both different yo yeah I, you know who i am because it's, it's like you know <laughs> the, the cliche know is like yo such, such, the, the cliche of such and such can get their own shot but he might be the only dude in the league that literally can get his own shot you like because he shoots over people it's not just yeah. getting a little space. Like but even, even if you play decent defense. Space, pulls, that's why, that's why yeah, the Achilles, like that's why the Achilles injury, the Achilles injury doesn't matter because it's not like he got to go past you. Like, yeah, like, yo, you. he get a little bit of space and that's it. He mid your life away. Um, <laughs> that's also like when I watch it, when I watch it, that's what makes the, the, the young boy Webinyama even scary too. And I know people are seeing that. But, you know, his thing is about health because he has that same skill set and he's even taller than Yo, I heard boys like grew another inch pause. He like seven feet yeah. now. Boys is in the G League. Out here playing out here playing the one. Seven foot six playing the one. Seven six point guard, yo. <laughs> yo. I grow a minute bowl bringing the ball up and crossing you over. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody was Manute amazed because Newt could could hit like some standstill threes. Like man, it's advanced so much since then. Manute look weird doing it, yo. Yeah, I mean, cause Manute looked like a whole yo, pencil like, walking around out there. It's like I put that I put that clip up like a black ass pencil the other day, and, and <laughs> shout to Javale McGee, but Javale, JaVale McGee was working out with Dream, right? And Dream is showing him all these moves. Why? I that he's never going to use. Them, yo, right, right, right. Because he, no, no he looked good, and you know, against nothing. But but the crazy part is, moves. even when Dream works out with these young dudes that's in the league now, Dream still looks way more fluid and more like I don't know how to explain it, more cat-like than they do. Like they still look right. stiff. They still look stiff, you know trying saying? to like, trying Dream. to keep up with what he's demonstrating. I get you. I get you. And he in his fifties. But yeah, you know, Javel was looking Javel was looking cool, but like you said, like I've never seen like Javel's always been the the 
cleanup man, you know, do the dirty work type of dude. Yeah. But, you know, I guess he like, I got these moves just in case anybody want to let me use them. <laughs> in case any, man, any of the 12 teams I've been on want to throw me the ball in the post, I got something for you. I got something. Yo, in today's NBA, you make a hundred million. You make a hundred million being a cleanup man. Yeah, that's all you need to do. So you need to go see Keem for. Yo, did y'all see Dwight? And, and y'all if y'all see he Dwight charging, Howard that's in the three-point <laughs> Y'all see Dwight Howard in the three-point contest in Taiwan? Yeah. I don't watch how many. How many did he make? Yo, he he actually made fifteen. He made more than the boy did in uh, the three-point contest here. He made fifteen. Okay, Dwight. He scored fifteen. Nothing like. Because he, he, he you you saw the white the in the like, middle. remember when he was still in the league, you you saw him shooting threes, and, you know, in warm ups. You saw him shooting threes in videos. Uh, when him and Ben Simmons were working out together, he probably hit more than Ben. But when was anybody yeah. ever going to let him That's use that in the game? That when was he going to be confident enough to use that in the game? So, you know, the funny part is, right, They said, so the only reason I saw it is because, you know, they be trying to start stuff with him and Shaq. So they showed the highlights and showed the score and showed Shaq trying to get Shaq to say something bad about him. So Shaq didn't say nothing. Shaq was like, look, I can't – Shaq was like, look, I can't say nothing because I can't do that. So, you know, congrats to him. He was like, even though their three-point line is a little closer than ours here in the NBA. He had to say something. He couldn't, he couldn't let it go. Yeah, I was like, yo, he can't, yo, he, yo. I was like, yo, he can't help himself, yo. He had to say something. <laughs> He couldn't let it go, man. And Shaq, almost you almost had it, man. All right, so yeah, um, speaking of Ben Simmons, there were rumors that the Nets were allegedly planning to shut Ben Ben Simmons down for the season and possibly try to find a way out of his contract um, uh, during the summer. Uh, I'm seeing now that that might not exactly be the case because when they asked, I mean, it don't mean anything just because, I mean, a coach and a GM could lie, but they asked Jacques Vaughn about it. And he was like, I heard no plans for that. Like we can't, you know, wait to get him back because he's missed the last four games with, uh, with a, with knee, with a knee injury. And what's, what's our favorite new word, Jim? He has some, he has some discomfort. Um, when they thought he might be able to come back, he had some discomfort in the knee, so he hasn't been back yet. Do y'all think that could be far off at this point? Like, dude is averaging six, six, and six. He is the devil now. Like his career has gone to hell. Literally, homosexuality. Yo, his career has gone to hell. He is averaging six, six, and six. Like, do y'all think that's like that's grounds for somebody to maybe shut you down and maybe try to get out of this contract? <laughs> I it's, it's crazy how how far he's fallen, man. What do y'all think? Y'all think it's truth to it, and and the coach just lying, or what? I think it's truth to it. Like watching them play this year, and even like like lately, before before he started faking injuries, like he wasn't getting no time even when he suited up. Like right. it's all bad for boy, y'all. Like he, Yo. I, I I really believe he might be out of the league if he don't do something. He'll be out of the league in a couple of years. Yo, he was the year. consensus so, you know, you number care? one pick. Consensus number one pick. There was nobody in that draft who would have gotten that pick and picked anybody else. And this is how far he's falling. It's 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 ridiculous, man. Confidence, boy. That's why you know I try to preach that to these youngins out here, especially my son. Like confidence makes a huge difference in what you do 
night in and night out when you step onto that floor, man. Confidence. Like, I see my young boy sometimes getting some games where he's displaying no confidence and he looks like he should be the last. Then he has some games where I'm, like, proud as hell because he gets some Kobe confidence from somewhere and go out there and, and, and try to take over a, a bad situation. Like, it's night and day. Like, you need consistency in that. And like, Ben Simmons ain't showed nothing about two and a half seasons, so. Yeah, y'all right. He might be, he Yo, might be out of the league at some point, man. It's crazy. Ever since Bradley Bill, ever since Bradley Bill challenged him on the foul line, Bradley Bill literally <laughs> stole the ball hard. <laughs> but when when Bill did that, was that Fred. that was before the trade? Well, it had to be because that was Yo, uh, Bill playoffs. Did, yo, this, yeah, Bill Bill that was Bill when he played in Philly in the Washington, at the end of that game, he was like, "Yo, you ain't gonna make either one of these. You trash." And boy, missed both foul shots. And then, like, his confidence is going. They got into the next game in Atlanta, and that's when he really was like. Oh, yeah, because Bradley Bill, Bill, like, I forgot you know, they played Washington before they played. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah Bill, I got the that timeline Bill took his heart, yo. Bradley <laughs> Bill got Ben Simmons' heart in his pocket right now. <laughs> yo, he snatched his heart like Mortal Kombat contestant. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, yo. All right, so um, yo, our um, stat of the week, uh, our man Dame Lillard became the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more points in a 131-114 win over the Houston Rockets uh, back on February 26. Uh, his final stat line, 71 points. He was 22 for 38 from the field, but he was 13 for 22 from three-point land. That means he took way more threes than he did twos, made more threes than he made twos, and he was 14 for 14 from the foul line. He also added six assists, six rebounds, two turnovers. This is the second 71-point game of the season. The first one, of course, back in January was Donovan Mitchell. Yo, what is when is somebody going – I don't know about Wilt still, but when is somebody going to get Kobe? Yo, I think somebody gonna catch Will. And that was my first thought when I watched this and saw this play out. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the first of all, I'm looking at the fact that everybody in the league makes threes, right? And they're becoming people are becoming scary good at just looking down. So they're like layups now, yo. Um, although Dane did say he's the second best three point shooter in the history of the game, um, that's what he said. But um, I think that in our lifetime, somebody gonna somebody gonna crack muffin, yo. I didn't, I never thought I would say that, but somebody going to yo. I still can't see it um, because as, as hype as we are about some of these performances, these dudes still almost thirty points away. Like it's still a half away. I know, that is that is a damn lot. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a damn lot, yo. <laughs> although <laughs> although they had like forty one at half, which is nuts. Right. They at forty one at half, which is insane. But that's but you didn't already got is, two. It's like, in this season, that's 10 points away from Kobe. Kobe might be in trouble soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely going to crack his muffin real soon. That might happen this year. <laughs> let's Steph get, let's Steph, let's Steph get hot one night. He going for 85. <laughs> he going for 85 on there. Yeah, it's it's it's, no, it's, it's getting crazy on these What do you, you think, D? Clay to get it. it ain't even going to be Steph. Clay going to get it off six dribbles. Off six that, dribbles. That's going to be funny. <laughs> Yeah, because Clay's starting to cook again. Clay is definitely starting Yo, Clay going to be 22 again, so. for 22 from the three-point line. 
<laughs> and zero and zero for zero from the foul line. He's gonna do it with no foul shots. He's gonna break all kinds of records. He's gonna have no foul shot attempts and he's gonna have sixteen dribbles the whole game. He's gonna have eighty six points. <laughs> the rest of his fact sheet gonna look like a man still. And I'm still gonna go disrespect him like I don't believe he could be a number one nowhere. I'll be disrespecting Clay. Clay be like, watch this. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yo, Clay, Clay plays. Yo, Clay plays like somebody that's playing at NBA 2K Live. Like he just, he just, he, when he heat up, it looks funny as hell because it's so efficient. And he just, yo, stop at the three point line, let it go, let it go. Yeah. Let it no, go. I, I, and I saw man. this online the other day. Somebody was talking about it. Like when Clay Thompson gets on the heater, it ain't too many better things no. in basketball. You know what I mean? Ever. Even Ever. though, even though yeah. I like when somebody like I like when somebody like Kyrie get on the heater because he gonna embarrass you a couple times with the dribble. Clay not gonna do that. Clay just gonna amazing about how that. He Clay about that efficiency, like Kyrie. Man, on, listen, man. My my Kyrie my guy my guy Mosi get hot. My guy Mosi get hot, and it's a show. He gonna put on a show when Mosi get hot. <laughs> hey, Mosey, it's a little yeah. different. Clay just gonna sit up there and you know what I mean. But See, yo, you, um, got, you got to ask him what Mosi mean. That's that's a new term. Oh man, yeah, got, got going. Oh, yeah, that's a new nickname. That's yeah, that's a new nickname for Barry, man. It stands for most most skilled ever, yo. Both the most skilled player ever, yo. I, I've I've come to the conclusion. So we he now mostly. But yo, is there any argument for y'all kind of off about handles like anymore? I ain't gonna argue. Is there any argument about handles anymore? Is he like no undisputed number one as far as handles are concerned? Yeah, I've never seen nothing like you. Like, I feel like like I put I put him in the same category with like Black Thought. Like we could talk about who's the greatest of all time and the best ever, and then whenever anybody says his name, I just don't say nothing. I'd be like, yo, I'm <laughs> yo, because Black Thought is like he's like the dude whose name doesn't come up in that, but then when you mention his name, you're like, yeah, he better than the goat. <laughs> you acknowledge yo, somebody yo, else as the goat, but you're like, yo, he better than the goat. Yo, Bulls Valdemort, yo. You don't even bring his name up. But, yo, I, I got a question for y'all off of the Clay Talk real fast. Something I saw online um, mm. earlier this week. Who y'all got in the verses between Andre Iguodala and Rip Hamilton? Damn it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, I, I think it's well, like Andre Iguodala. Yeah, I mean Andre Iguodala is a better all-around player. See, that's when you got to split hairs. I think offensively, Rip was. I mean, none of them may may have been feared, but if there was any fear factor there, Rip scared defenses more than Andre Iguodala. And See, I think but, the difference remember is when, I, when Iggy was when, the number one, when Iggy was the one in Philly, Iggy was putting up like 24, right, 25, no, no. though. He, he, definitely, he could definitely give you 20. And he actually had more. Like, Iggy had a better handle than, than Rip Hand. Like, people forget that Iggy had a very nice handle. Like, he's, his, his, Iggy he fell into this thing, especially once he went to Golden State and started winning titles where – his game was very unassuming, and people may have forgotten because people weren't really watching the Sixers much during the Iggy era. He went to Denver and was back, you know, playing behind bigger superstars. But Iggy, I don't know, man. I, I might have to say Iggy. Man. 
I'm about to say. Yo, so that did you see talking about midi. That from? Hamilton um, was one of the midi kings. Like, oh, yeah, he, he was he midi and like he sliced away. But did you? So it was a clip, and and Iggy was talking about playing with AI, and he said that when he was in high school. Rip was in UConn, so like Rip was someone he looked up to. He I said, saw, so by the time I saw the clip you talking got, about, hey, I punched him in the chest. Yeah, he said by the time he, he said by the time he got to the league, Rip, Rip was established, right? So he was starstruck he by Rip. He was like, you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was like, yo, you better than him though. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, am. And I was like, <laughs> yo, hey, I, mean, I, I, I knew at the time he was, like, was oh, probably oh. just saying that to you, you right. know, you to right. build his self confidence, but. I know Rip probably heard that, like, damn, man, how are you going to play me like that? <laughs> like, we ain't <laughs> have some battles. Yeah. It might, it's yeah. probably so true. So, anyway, I, I was just wondering. I mean, now it's not going to be a question. People going to say Iggy had a better career, even if, you know, a lot of his chips were won with him being, like, the 26th option. Um, you know, people act like Robert Orr. He, he got that. Yeah. Rip could have, but you know they gave it to B. Austin's homie for no reason. But hate um, Nash, <laughs> hate Nash Chauncey, no. hate Nash Chauncey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would I would go Iggy, but just offensively, Rip was Rip was a little different. Like he would, if I'm a coach, Rip would be a bigger part of my scouting report. Put it that way, but Iguodala was a better player all around. All right, I think so, both uh, of them did a great job of like figuring out where they fit at and just doing what they do. Like they both did a good job team. of like, right. This is where I need it on the team, and this is what I'm gonna do. Right, right. And you know, and Rip played with so many defenders. Like he could be the weak link and still be out here in 2023 talking trash about defense. Like he was one of the defenders on the Detroit Pistons. So. Yeah, it's all relative. Um, Quote of the week. (laughs) This is something that's still going on. Quote, I don't play them kid games. If you want to see me, I'm with it. You better go to Cabo and enjoy your ring and stop effing with me. Leave me off all your TikTok shit, pussy. (laughs) And that's an end quote. That's from A.J. (laughs) Brown, apparently in the DMs of one Juju Smith-Schuster, because I guess he got tired of Juju still playing with him after that little exchange they had after the Super Bowl. Um, And shout out to to him, you know, calling him Cat in the the last word of his sentence, that Philly influence already. (laughs) That Philly influence already. Because I'm sure he ain't called people before he moved to Philly. (laughs) Yo, that sounds like a prodigy interlude, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Leave me off your TikTok. End quote. Terrible palsy. All right, so only thing I don't like about it is only thing I only thing the only thing I don't like about it is if you did write that and all that, who shared it? Like, did you write it just to share it with everybody? Like, like if you want, if you want to be that, stand on that, say that. But right, I, I don't like the sharing it, of it. Because didn't it? Um, because now that I think about it, it was his name at the top of the joint. Like it was shared from his account, right? Because at first I yeah, was like, he oh, Juju more. went and, and shared it and told it, but that was that was, or was it Juju that shared it? Maybe it was Juju that shared it. I don't I don't know from my understanding. I thought AJ shared it because oh, let me let me let me take a step back. If AJ shared it, that's the one part I don't like. Let me let me. If Juju shared it, it's a little right. different. Like, I mean, because it wouldn't be a point it, to put it in the DMs away. if you're gonna share it anyway. 
Like, it, it really wouldn't be a point. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. Let me see if I can find it At that point, you could just tweet him. Right. You could just tweet the boy and add him. Policy. Oh, yeah. It's I think. Funny, I think though. It's still funny. I think Juju shared it. Yeah, Juju name at the top of the group. Okay. So, you know, so Juju is what he called him. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, that means I don't Juju, know. Do y'all think Juju this will ever boil over into the field? Because those two teams do play this this coming season. I mean, if if Juju is you know even still on the team, but they play. <laughs> yeah, Juju, Juju better worry about uh Juju better worry about making the squad because that young boy coming for his food uh, number twenty four. Can't remember his name, but he coming for Juju's uh his life. So um, yeah, yeah Juju you. better be careful. <laughs> boy, go by Juju. Juju. Oh, yeah. Juju All right, so uh, another NFL news, man. Washington releases Carson Wentz. Is this Carson Wentz's funeral, at least as a starting quarterback in the NFL? As a starter? I mean, he's a white guy, so he's going to be a backup for the next 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say as a starter. He's going to be in the NFL. But anybody going to trust him to start, you know, besides their – starter getting hurt and he having to come in? Damn. Uh, nah, he might get his chance on some team to compete for his spot, but just bringing him in is like, yo, he's our guy, I don't see Where that. To? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, was, I, I think he's pretty much done as a, I mean, as a starting quote. Because his confidence is shot, man. Like, talent is always going to be there, but your confidence is shot in this league, it's going to be hard to get that back, man. You know, everybody – can't have a uh, to be Ben Simmons, <laughs> right? Yo, which is crazy because this is like another one of Philly's of uh, early first round picks, franchise savers. Ben Simmons done, Carson Wentz done, confidence just shot, man. These dudes just can't play the game that they love anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! First of ben, all, Washington ben, was the uh, wrong place ben never for loved him to the game. try to get his confidence back. Offensive line trash, play calling was trash. They just, re- you know, replaced their offensive coordinator, so the the cards weren't even stacked in his favor to get his confidence back going to an organization like that. So this might have been the final blow. He he might definitely be done at this point. You think, B? Um, like Jimmy said, there's always the white guy. There's always the white guy quotient in here for for Carson Wentz, and you know, yeah, I mean, I which is why he can be Peter Man. He, he always have a job. Yeah, he can be a Peter. He can be a Peter Man, but I also think at some point there's always the chance that there's that smart offensive coordinator or that smart head coach, aka like Sean Payton. Uh, or even Andy, that will take a chance on his level of talent to get him out of the bottom of the trash heap. That's funny that you said that because they had they had the Chiefs as one of the odds-on favorites for maybe landing him as a backup. That wouldn't even be fair, though. <laughs> you got Patrick Mahomes, and if he got hurt, you got Carson Wentz under Andy Reid. Like, if anybody can get the dude's confidence back and get him back to being a, a decent quarterback, we all think, you know, we all know it's probably Andy Reid. Also, Frank Wright, remember, he's a head coach now down in, down in uh, Charlotte. So 
there's still maybe some hope for him there because Charlotte don't have world beaters down there. But but is Frank Wright going to keep hitching his career wagon to this cat? And I don't think he was terrible in Indianapolis, but when the season was on the line, he couldn't do anything for them. That's kind of where it fell apart. But he didn't have a terrible season. He had single-digit interceptions in Indianapolis, but he was just very underwhelming at the end of the season when they needed to try to make a you know win a couple of games to get into the playoffs. So don't 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 forget about the Frank Wright factor. He's down there, so that's a that's a possibility. Uh, college football, Coach Prime. Deion Sanders, he recently met with the Colorado University band director and their dance team to try to get them to add some components of HBCU band and dance life into their routines. He's also telling them about the theme song that he wanted them to play, wanted the band to play, not like music over the speakers. He wanted the band to play his theme song, you know, when he asked for it and before games, when they came out the tunnel and all of that kind of stuff, when they got a turnover, when they scored a touchdown, things of that nature. Does this, like, y'all good with this? You know, there's a lot of people upset thinking he's culture vulturing now for these whiteies. Yeah. White Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I'm drawn. You know, and, and I'm sure I'm sure we're going to get to, uh, I'm sure we're going to get to his comments. Uh, later on, um, I don't know what about I, about what he wants on the offensive and defensive line. Defensive line, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What he what he um, say is offensive line. He wants two parent household two-parent players. Household, no, that's defensive wrong. line. For quarterback. I thought he said for his quarterback. No, 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 no. Yeah, his for quarterback both, and both. his O line, I think. And then for, for, for his D line, he was saying he, he wants the quarterback to have a 3.5 GPA, and he wants his offensive line to have a 3.3 GPA. But he wants them both to households. come from father-led <laughs> households, nuclear families, where protection and leadership are at a premium. Um, but he wants his D linemen to come from them single mama black homes where they're trying to save mama, and uh, mama hungry. wasn't responsible enough with her with her finances, so they hungry to get mama out the out of out of section. You know. Yeah. I mean so, so talk about talk about all of it in a in a in a in a bubble. Like the the um, H B C U culture with the band and all of that and 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 the type of stuff he's saying. I mean, because people could say he's making light of, you know, what we yeah, look at I've, I've in seen, the black community as issues. I've seen all I've seen all of the all of the responses and I look I looked at it through 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 my my lens. I tried to look at it through other people's lenses to the best of my ability, empathy. Um, I think that each instance is separate and unto itself. So the band thing, I have a problem with. And Dion is in a in essence culture vulture, right? And I know that his justification is going to be, well, I'm bringing black athletes, I'm giving them a chance. No, you're 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 wire hardwiring them into a PWI, and you're becoming a salesman for those folks. That that's that's what that is. One percent PWI. One percent. Yeah, you're selling. You're selling. You're selling out. That is the definition of selling out. Now, the comments that he made in that interview, all he did was vocalize what we know. High level coaches incorporate into <laughs> the psychology of scouting. 
that, that, that's been for years. It's been known. It's been understood. And I had to check myself because I said, am I mad at Dion or am I more upset and embarrassed by the current state of black people in North America? And, well, and let me, let me add something to that, B. Let me add another. Mm-hmm. Let me add C onto your A and B. Or mm-hmm. are we mad that or, Dion is saying shit like that in mixed company? Because if you say that um, in a Jackson that, State only, recruiting meeting, everybody at the table probably laughs. That's only that's only that's the but is only it a mixed criti- company thing? That's the, that's like, the only criticism I can offer. I, that that is, and that's a very valid point. But here's the rebuttal to that point. I mean, Real Housewives of of, of Potomac, uh, hip hop in Atlanta, uh, TikTok itself. All of that is airing our dirty laundry for their consumption and their interpretation of who and what we are anyway. So my consumption that, too, huh? <laughs> no, I was just saying my really watch too. But go ahead, go ahead. Do they really watch Atlanta? Finish and and kicking it. And loving hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah, probably they do. Consume, I'm just asking. Cons- I'm just asking. Yeah, they consume. They consume but, us. They're but we know white people are listening in but, Colorado because 99 percent of them are white. <laughs> Yeah, 99% of them are, are Caucasian, but he went on a platform. He made that statement. Um, could he been have been a little more sensitive to something that is basically a pathology and, and an extreme negative in our community? Sure, he could have. But And, and so that, that leaves that open for that level of, commu- of, of criticism. But then I had to check, I had to check that and say, yo, we, we air ourselves out so much that the expectation that he is responsible for protecting us, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have done it. I don't think any of the brothers on this podcast would have, but I'm not highly critical of that. I think the problems in our community need to be addressed. And I think from a psychological standpoint, if you analyze what he was saying and what he was doing, because here's the other thing, who's to say that that two black that that quarterback from a two-parent home isn't a black one. Who's to say that that offensive line is? All right, so I have, well, I have a son. <laughs> is, I have a whole different way of um, looking at like this whole all the Dion conversation. And um, so I, I'll say this right. So I was in a car the other day with my wife, and you know, um, a lady had you know cut us off, and I, I said some things, and I, I came to the realization that when you um are in the car with like your homie or your wife or somebody, and you uh. You know that's how you say how you really feel about people, man. That might be the worst. That might be the place where you can get canceled the fastest if the words you say out loud ever came out, because you know you talk about slurs and all kinds of craziness that comes out in the car when you when you with your people. Anyway, I say that to say this: um, one of the reasons that Dion has been uber successful uh, at recruiting and all those things is because Dion understands that we live in a world of content creation. So Dion is active on TikTok. He's active on Instagram. He got his own YouTube channel with, with a ton of followers, and they're they're putting up content. He's an entertainer, day. right? So so what he understands is this is where the kids are. The kids are all content creators, and they're watching his content, which has helped them. He's admitted this that it's helped them in terms of recruiting. Like he'll jump in someone's DMs. Like yeah, it was, it was really good. But anyway, I say that to say when you create your own Truman Show. There are going to be things that you say and things that will come across that can be taken all kinds of different ways. So we haven't seen the last of this because Dion is constantly creating content. 
if I had a camera follow me around all day, you know, um, some some points will be vulnerable in terms of things that could be judged, primarily when I'm driving. <laughs> but my point is, <laughs> this is what's going on with Dion. Like, the, even the, the the conversation about the band, that's because those conversations probably also happen, but there's never really cameras there. But Dion captures every day of his life. You know what I'm saying? So there's cameras there to capture him saying this kind of craziness. So... I mean, he he so, got to deal with the consequences. You're saying the difference is between you know, us seeing him sell out and him selling out without being seen. Yeah, I mean, more or less. <laughs> like, what, pretty what much. What do you think <laughs> would happen if we followed Herm Herm Edwards around with a camera twenty four seven? Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like, you know, think about some think about some of these uh, coaches who who we know are who we know are sellouts, right? If they had a camera follow them all around that. What if, what if North Carolina's coach, uh, Hubert Davis, their basketball coach, what if he had a camera follow him around all day? I must I mean, support he's the proud. Confederacy and my white wife. So, so my point is, Dion got to deal with the consequences. I'm very proud to be African-American. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. And that's when he got the camera on him for one time, dog. Like, imagine he had to follow him 24-7. <laughs> you probably hear him I like, trying to hide Hubert when his black relatives try to visit him. First of all, that nigga's name is Hubert. Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> but the oh, only thing, because B, you asked, you was like, you know, it, it's not his job to protect us or whatever. I only thing I say to rebut that though, I gotta keep going back to that's how he presented himself at Jackson State. Until he didn't anymore, you know what I mean. And that's the only thing that that's the only thing I can really hang over his head because if we go back to how we know Dion and what Dion has always been, like did we not expect Dion to leave for more money in a higher profile job? Like, come on, man, this dude had a video while he was playing called "Must Be the Money." Like, it's like did we not expect that? But when you present yourself as something else, and that's what he did when he went to Jackson State, you know, I try to believe him. Um, present, meanwhile, y'all man. He presents himself as something else on these recruiting <laughs> trips with these single moms when he's trying to get D-Lyman. I'll be that top. <laughs> See, but the thing is, Dion can go in their house and say that kind of stuff because, you know, everybody will just laugh it off, think it's funny, and, and defend him on it. So I, I don't think he'll ever have a problem uh, doing that. So. I don't know, man, but I, I, I'm like, all right, you, we praised you for everything you were doing while you were at that HBCU, all right, you left, it is what it is, but it's like now you want to come take all the culture that you learned there and, and take it to this school where nobody pretty much looks like us except for the people that plays on your team, and I just don't know if I, if I'm, if that's, gonna sit too well with me. I think I'm gonna feel some type of way when I tune into a Colorado game and and the band playing Earth Wind and Fire or or, or, yeah. or some kind of rap song that you know this band wouldn't have played before. It's like, all right, you you left us for them. Then then do do you, do them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want it to be at an HBCU, you you have your pick of the litter. You know what I'm saying? But taking our culture and, and taking it there, that doesn't do anything for us in the long run. That that doesn't fight the battle that we've been talking about all this time and arguing with Fred Perdue about 
that really doesn't do anything to us. You're not really putting us on display. You're just letting them do what we do. And that's what it's been all of this time. Like everybody copies what we do. And now you're just giving it to them freely. So I, I don't know. As y'all can see, I pretty much think I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a problem if they play reasons, y'all. They start kicking reasons, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> they gonna they gonna try something. They gonna be out there trying to look like drumline. It's gonna be funny, but it's gonna be insulting at the same time. So um, I don't know, man. I don't know, Dion, man. I don't know. This, this so you basically is saying that Dion has become Dion has become a dark skin, he's become a dark skin house negro. <laughs> no, mm. this is this is his. <laughs> that, that's, that's his current band. He gonna have them out there, you know, sounding like they and trying to sound like they in the movie Drumline, and I think the more we hear it. More people gonna be upset, but you know, Dion is Dion, so he's always gonna have a big contingent yo, of black um, people defending him and telling us we're doing too much. So, yo, same people, I'm, that, same Casey people that, defend, uh, that defend Jay Z are gonna defend Dion. I mean, actionable yo, items. Casey Mack. Casey Mack is in the chat. He asked, "Do you do you think that um, Dion gave the band the permission to say N word?" <laughs> it's coming. It's, it's coming. <laughs> Because if he's using the same theme song, you know, y'all know that theme song is dirty. And and they say that all over that theme song. So if it gets to that point, then I'm 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 rolling nine deep to wherever Dion is, like I'm Ja Morant, and we're going to see Dion about something. Like, you're doing way too much now, Prime. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. All right, so before we take these calls, Jim, uh, let everybody know what happened this week while they were on the grind. Yes, sir. We're going to be out of here in 10 minutes. We're going to fly through this, uh, these grind topics. Why You Want to Grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Bottom line, if you need a custom website, call 267-205-4203 or go to digitalextremetech.com and go, yeah, here, and they will take care of you. Hey. That's the grind music. Yo, music for the night. <laughs> yo, bring the music for every second. Yo, yo, I'm better than you. <laughs> yo, um, let's talk about your man, uh, Ja Rastafari, aka Clarence, man. Let's so, talk about it. Let me find that beef. <laughs> <laughs> His mom has beef with a young uh, teenager, a 17 year old at finish line. So Ja pulled, got, you know, he put up nine deep to approach the ball and, and, and pulled the biscuit out on him, allegedly. You know I mean? So I, what you think about Ja that's running around pulling biscuits out on folks? Yeah. I've been doing some research, Jim, and I think people are mixing stories. Okay. Because remember, he had the altercation with the 17-year-old at his house. They they actually beat him up, yeah. like, during the game. He, he stole him, dropped him, him and his homies beat him up. Then he went in the house, got his gun, didn't point it at him, but, you know, had it on him to scare the dude, blah, blah, blah. So after people reported this the way they did, you know, I went back into the to the archives and tried to find as many stories as I could. And now I'm starting to find a, a similar track to every story. Now, this thing that happened at the mall supposedly happened like a week earlier than the story um, 
mm-hmm. with the 17-year-old at his house. So both of these happened last year. The one about the 17-year-old at his house in the basketball game, that came out in January because they, you know, decided to take it to court or whatever. So now this one is coming out. So like you said, his mom supposedly got into an argument with somebody at finish line. Don't know if the person was 17 or not, but, I mean, you work at finish line, it's a good chance that you are. And job might just, you know, as a hobby, get into it with 17-year-olds. But when I guess when Ja heard about it, he rolled up to the mall nine deep to confront a finish line employee but was intercepted by mall security. So they got into a verbal altercation with mall security. I think on one story, not all of them, one of them I read said that, you know, somebody in his squad actually, like, mushed the security guard or whatever. And they were saying something like, all right, well, let me know what time he get off, the, the dude at finish line. And security kind of took that as a threat, so it kind of made it a big deal. But this happened a week before he beat up the other 17-year-old. Yo, bottom line is, Ja, come on, man. Like, Clarence from Cranbrook is doing way too much right now. He has way Yo. too much to lose to be out in these streets yeah. acting like this over Yo. nothing. Like, you really I out here putting beams on Indiana Pacers staffers? Like, I got an I, issue. I got an issue with Ja, but I got a bigger issue with Usher because <laughs> – Ja, you got your son out here behaving like he come from a single-parent home and it wasn't a dad that was the parent. Like he about to be a Colorado like, defensive lineman or something. Yeah, he behaving like a Colorado defensive lineman. And it's like, dog, you got to pop. Like, I wish John, I wish mine would, yo. I, I, yo, I believe I brought you in this world and y'all can finish the rest. <laughs> come on, man. It ain't no yo. way. Ja, somebody said, they said, somebody on Twitter said, that, like, people talk about how many championships Ja, they say that's not Ja's goal. Ja want to be King Vaughn. So he just out here acting a damn fool, like, for no Doing reason. Like, Dude, yeah, you just got a Powerade contract. Man. You just got your own shoe from Nike. I mean, I know Yo. a lot. some of this stuff happened before then, but there's no excuse because what happened, what allegedly happened with Indiana's, you know, staffers could be construed as being worse than all of this. They just couldn't yeah. prove, the NBA couldn't prove in their investigation that it was a gun that they pointed at them. But, come on, y'all know what that was. Ain't nobody Jimmy running around with, with, job, with laser pins anymore. Y'all probably out doing, probably out doing drills, too. Jimmy, Jimmy's joke, last joke, was the, was the worst and the funniest thing of this whole conversation because we <laughs> idolized Biggie and Pop. And these little niggas idolized King Vaughn, and King Vaughn was a was a serial killer, like by all intents and purposes. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gotta chill, man. And and at this point, like, does he not realize he's every young kid's favorite player at this point? Like, it's not even Steph anymore. John ja Moran is every young kid's favorite player now. He don't care. I mean, kind of some same way AI didn't care. <laughs> I am not a role model. <laughs> but but it's Yo, different. AI, 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 AI had Ann AI had and crew thick. Ja got Usher as a dad. What's his excuse, man? <laughs> and AI was being Yo, unapologetically ja, ja, ja himself. Crew, man. Ja, is he being himself? Like, did you really come up like this? 
or you, you know, got Listen, a couple man, dollars now, so now the dudes follow you, and you got you some thugs on the payroll, when you probably really don't need that. I don't, I don't know, man. Culture, I like the that. Culture, the culture is effed up, man. The culture He's is making Let's himself unlikable. Brandon Miller. His team already Brandon Miller, himself. right, from Alabama. Unlikable, yeah. I mean, we all know what kind of trouble Brandon Miller is in. And he's taking heat now for, you know, coming out in the game and having his teammate pat him down. Like, like this is yeah. the culture. This is what they do. And they, you know, you they, they said they've been doing that little pat-down routine at introductions throughout the whole season. I don't, I don't disbelieve that or disagree with that. But you have to be cognizant of optics, man. You are, you are under investigation right now for bringing – the murder weapon to a murder scene whether you really did that intentionally or not you are under investigation for it you don't need to be doing anything on tv that look like it has anything to do with guns weapons or or police or anything like that like dude you just got to be smarter you know what i'm saying a lot of people out here who want to defend this kind of stuff but you have to be smarter and we can't always give you the excuse, well, he's a 19-year-old kid. Come on, man. You, you, you're as scared straight when your name is floating around a murder investigation. You have to be smarter than that. This dude is going to be one Not of the fair. earliest picks in the NBA draft. You got to be smarter than this, man. You about to throw away Listen, generational man. wealth on some dumb shit. Listen, man, nothing I can add to that, man. Um. Next story, man. Larsa Pippen, man. She said she's been hanging out with MJ, Michael, Michael Jordan, that is, and received his blessing to continue her relationship with Marcus. So she's got the blessing of MJ. She and, said uh, that like we time. wouldn't think Mike would bless it. Mike tired of Scotty talking shit. Yeah, I'm a blessing. And if you give me some, we can, you know, we man, can run Mike, a Tris name. Like, like when she's yeah, saying Mike, that, like, Mike don't care, we're man. To Mike, think Mike was going to say, no, nah, that's my former teammate's wife. What? Yeah, Mike's too busy effing up the Charlotte Hornets to care about what you got going on. You know, he don't care who his son is tapping. I think but, he uh, care. I think he know, probably put Marcus um, on it. I think, I think he probably put Marcus <laughs> on it. To tell you the truth. No, the thing is, we just Scotty, learned. Scotty's been out of pocket for the last Imagine, six months, yo. Scotty's been out of pocket. It, sound, it, sound, it sounds to me like Scotty just made the mistake of, you know, um, I shouldn't say the mistake because they have a son who's in the league and all this kind of stuff, but Sounds to me like even the way she put it when she was like, "Well, Scotty's ten years older than me," or whatever she said. Sounds to me like um, Scotty just made the mistake of knocking up a John that was already a pass around, for lack of a better term. Because how many dudes you think she did it in the league? We don't know about. Right, right. <laughs> she didn't, you know. Tristan probably hit that. <laughs> Tristan Thompson and everything, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah, he smashed everything. Yo, but, but Scotty just made the mistake of, like, you know, not being able to control you. Know what I mean, he was like, yo, I'm going to let this go. And then, you know what I mean, right. now, now you attached to her. She took your name. So she just, you know, that's why he's going off that digits now. Got to drink away. Yo, I'm telling you. Um, Mike is loving this right now. He's telling Marcus to marry this woman and make her name Larsa Pippen Jordan. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's, it's yeah, that's wild. It's real wild, man. It's real wild, man. She out there celebrating. That is wild. <laughs> All right, man. What else we got? Yeah, that's wild. Anyway, man. Last thing, man. Earth Frost. Earth announced it. Earth announced it. 
Earth, Earth Cross, they found out that he had stage four CTE. I didn't know CTE came in stages, but he had hold stage up, four. Hold up, Jim. You said, um, you said Earth Cross found out. Earth Cross ain't found out. <laughs> Earth Cross well, well not him. I said he's yeah, well, we Earth found Cross out that Earth Cross. Found out. We found out. We found out that Earth Cross. <laughs> Former player, too. I want to put that out there. Cause they found this out while his brain was too. detached from his body. Irving found out. Yes. Yeah, it was, we found out, you know. But I want to put out there he was a player, too. I only know him as an announcer because, you know, in yeah, my he lifetime was, he was an announcer. He was a cornerback. It's crazy yeah, that he four. had that like that, though, Jim. Yeah, and they said this is like the most severe stage there was. Um and that's yeah. the thing. Like, we didn't know anything about CTE when we knew of Irv Cross as an announcer. And Irv Cross always came off to me as a, you know, very articulate, well-spoken dude. You had no clue that he was going through in his head what he probably was going through um, all of this time. But, yeah, stage four. They said it's the most severe type of the disease. Um, they said yeah, he's one of 345 former NFL players diagnosed with CTE um, out of out of 376 former NFL players who were studied uh, for the disease. So, yeah, it, it, it's crazy. They said for the last five years of his life, he stopped being able to do the things he loved and his pro- had problems with his balance, memory, and delusions uh, were very embarrassing and depressing for him. Um, they said his life became a Damn. constant struggle. And now, you know, they, he, suspect, he suspected back then that it was from CTE. Now his family knows for sure. Um, they, said, they said Irv would want others to learn about the disease and the risk of playing tackle football, especially for children. So like, rest in peace Damn. to Irv. Um, R.I.P. Irv. Hard, hard you to know? hear anyway, from his family. But, yeah. So did yeah. Anyway, so did man, that's what happened this past week while you were on the Grace Naive, man. While y'all were on the Grizz night. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, One for Big Earth. This is Dayton Sports History, brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old stuff with the same old stuff and the same old stuff, make sure you get sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of hip-hop, culture, and sports. Keep you on the edge of your seat. It'll keep you laughing. It'll keep you thinking, most of all. And it's written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. So go to sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Wherever you go and get your copy, just make sure you get your copy. <laughs> all right. Yo, I just want to point out. I just want to point out this whole Dion thing is a win. It's a win for Fred. It's oh, a yeah. loss for black people. Like, he's so happy. Like, he still hates Dion, but he's so happy that, like, he, like, he celebrates black people getting played. I told you so. I told Fred the other day, man, you, you'd rather be right than righteous. So, you know, celebrate. Celebrate black people. I mean, Dion ain't doing nothing but what you've been promoting for years. So, y'all the same people at this point. Anyway, don't get me started. He on must that. have saw yo. He <laughs> must have saw something, Dion, because he called it. He he uh, one knows one. <laughs> yo, March second, nineteen sixty-two. This was the day that Philly center Wilt Chamberlain scored a hundred points 
most ever by an NBA player in a single game, which we discussed earlier in the show, could possibly be broken in the next few years. Um, this was in a Warriors win, Philadelphia Warriors, 169-147 to 147, over the New York Knicks in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Wilt shot 36 for 63 from the field, no three-pointers. <laughs> he didn't have a three-point line. He was 28 of 32 from the free-throw line. I wonder if he was shooting them underhand that night because he was on fire. Um, so shout-out to Wilt. Shout-out to this uh, historical moment in NBA and sports history. All right, so that is this date in sports history. All right, let's go to the phone lines real quick. We got the homie Tobias calling in from uh, out in Arizona. Tobias, we got you some theme music. <laughs> Wrong band, baby. You got to be the Alabama band. No, they all sound uh, the same. Be all favorite band. They all uh, sound the same. <laughs> White. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sound very confederate, I know. But uh, y'all saw Dion, right? The thing mm-hmm. is, I think a lot of black people are missing is the reason I was never upset because y'all know college football is my favorite sport, and I know how these coaches operate. Uh, Tommy Tuberville said that he's not leaving Ole Miss unless he's in a pine box. Two weeks later, he took the Auburn job. You know, uh, Nick Saban said he would never leave it. Like, he's not taking an Alabama job. Next thing you know, he landed in Tuscaloosa. Shout out to the Miami team doctor who didn't clear Drew Brees. If I ever find out who he is, I'm sending him a fruit basket. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but these coaches always lie. And I ain't going to lie to you. I do want my – one thing I do agree with Deion on, hey, I want my front seven on defense to be named Swan Quavius, Mondrikas, who think they mama is the mama and the daddy. I don't want them to be smiling in pictures. I want them to get out of that neighborhood and hate to do what they mama's laying up with. You want hey, D linemen that have had some riddling in their life. You ain't lying. If they had to take melatonin every night at 8 o'clock and Mr. Willie came over, I want them on my team. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Hey. That's, why, that's yeah. why I asked, though, Tobias. I'm like, is the real problem just the fact that he said that in mixed company? Is that the real problem with that? Because everybody think recruits we all that think way. Because think about it. My, I got a real good friend who's a big USC Trojan fan, a Southern California fan. Black is all get out from South Central. He said he hates the fact his last coach recruiting defensive players with Huntington Beach and every place with a beach name on it. Then he gets a defensive player from the hood. It's just one of those things where you cannot say it out loud because the average person doesn't know what it is for real. It just doesn't sound good staying in front of Mitt's company. I don't. I mean, it's one of it's one of those things, Tobias, where like we can say that, but you don't want Dion saying that out loud because you don't want them to start repeating that as their jokes. Because as soon as they do it, we're gonna be upset. It's kind of like the black guy said it, and that's the problem. Right, right, right. And um, And that's what they're gonna try to use. Yeah, and and that's why sometimes from him, he he needs to just like he has to, it's one of those things where hey you're a coach now you don't have to be prime time saying all this stuff you need to be you know just promoting and marketing your program and understand because these white people are laughing your face like smile at you but use your words against you just like they use LaShawn McCoy against Eric Bieniemy. you said you have to be smart about that stuff you know uh, but one thing also De- Deion always going to be prime though 
unapologetic. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, I know. He's going to be prime, man. If he still had hair, he would have got that band too relaxing kit in his head right now if he could. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, Alabama came behind last night. But I know y'all talk about that uh, patch down thing. And the one thing I was disappointed in Alabama coach Nate Oates on, bruh, you got to act like Batman here and make it your business to know everything, <laughs> you know? You kind of got to cover every single base right now yeah. and, uh, on, on this stuff. That's what I'm stuff. saying, because, like, you got to save kids from themselves. Even, you know, if yeah. you're going to give them the excuse, oh, he's a 19-year-old kid, they don't know any better. Come on, coach. Like, come on. This is your best player. You know there's a chance that they might snatch him from your team before the NCAA tournament. Don't give them any more reasons to, to be talking about it. Like, come on, yeah. coach. Because <laughs> you have – Cause that's why I was like, how come y'all ain't called Nick Saban? <laughs> you know, because uh, cause I remember, I know Ruggs wasn't on the team anymore. He's in the NFL. But well, after Nick about Saban the first thing, the vehicle that bought the hammer. Hey, now, hey, we, <laughs> hey, he had a Corvette. We don't do Chevys in Alabama. We do Mercedes and Bugattis and Ferraris, real vehicles. Yeah, his, uh, that, his, you know, his, uh, his unlike at Howard, <laughs> unlike at Howard, was dude stealing from that aid money to become an Instagram model. That's a whole different show. But uh, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but he was like the family of the guy, the family of the woman that uh, That's why you can killed become, by Because we ain't got that much money to steal, so he couldn't get nothing real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's actual some clothes. All he gets some clothes but, and some boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got a fur coat and everything. <laughs> this idiot. <laughs> but... You know, but Saban, he was like, hey, he's pressed up to the family and say he's a teaching method for his team by decisions. I'm like, Nate, you can't say that if you don't have all the info, just say that, hey, we'll talk tomorrow once I review everything. What's so hard about that? Right. <laughs> you know? Just pull yeah. LeBron. And, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't know too much about that yet, so I'm still yeah, studying even it. Even though the black kid was killed in Cleveland, but that's a whole different show. But, uh, you know, yeah. but, uh, but I just think sometimes, what happens is leadership is tested in tough times and moments of crisis. Sometimes it's okay to say, hey, let me review everything, and, uh, and then we'll talk about it tomorrow at our next press conference after practice. If people get mad at that, I don't know what to tell you. But sometimes it's okay to take a breath. And, like, even with John Morant, the thing is with him, what John don't get is, let's say he goes to prison, right? Son. You from the two parent household that made it. The prisoners won't respect you for that because you made it. <laughs> you know? They will hate you over that. And the problem is also Yo, you don't he, have he, to he commit a crime for these companies to pull their endorsements. You gotta be squeaky clean for these companies to endorse you. That's one reason why these athletes don't say anything. Because they don't want to appear polar polarizing because these guys are getting generational wealth just for pushing a soft drink. Uh so he he is going to mess that up because he saw Kyrie. He didn't commit any crimes. He don't have that Nike deal anymore. And so he has to realize that, hey, I only got one shot. And those guys that you're trying to press or run the hood with, they will shoot you in that kneecap. They don't care about your career. You don't need to be in those circles. You know, and, and I just think that he better realize that it is his daddy, his daddy, or his daddy, his friend. That's the one thing also. Uh, but one other thing, right, I saw this, right? I don't know y'all going to talk about it or what. J. 
JJ Reddick is talking real reckless for for like the uh for as I say the modern day Steve Kerr, uh <laughs> Tim Legler. Earlier, you called him the modern day Dana Barrows. Dana Barrows, but he had to take me. Dana could dribble, but you got me on that one. That was, that was a little disrespectful to Dana. Dana, Dana, I know. Dana had a fifty point game though. Dana had yeah. a fifty point game though. And Dana and for like a got season was like the man. He he had his Iggy yeah. moment on the Sixers. He was the, the leading scorer on the Sixers one year. Yeah, because it's I think it's hilarious that JJ. Yeah, but JJ Reddick, I think it's hilarious because he really gets under their skin because he's 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 uh you know good at articulating his points. Um, but and he also look the dude dude a fifteen year career. And right? that so you can say what you want to say about him, but yeah. arrogant, and I think that gets under their skin yeah. too. Yeah, because JJ be hitting him looks like man, that sounds so stupid. Like like JJ be killing him. Dominique oh, yeah, lost, Dominique lost his mind, and then Michael Cooper went even got, went even further. Yeah, yeah. Michael Cooper. Might as well ask him for a rumble. I was a, if you were in the league in the eighties, I'd have locked your ass up. Like damn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. uh like, JJ uh, he do be coming out of his mouth sometimes about some stuff, but yeah. I mean it, it's a Yo, it's a good debate though. on both sides, but I like it's it's just, that's another topic that's starting to get it's starting to, to wear on me a little bit. You know, this old guy against young guy stuff. Like, everything changes. Sports change. Like, every aspect of life changes. Things advance. Like, at some point, we we just got to stop being so pressed to yeah. to compare errors and stuff like that. Yeah, because Michael because Jordan people are starting has said to it multiple disrespect times. each other's error. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Michael Jordan has said no. multiple times out of his mouth that we play in different eras. Yeah. You know, Yo, the funny thing is, cigar, Gilbert, Gilbert be saying the same stuff, but he's not a white boy, so he, he don't come at him the same way. They don't say nothing. He, he, Gilbert actually, be the exact he, he same actually was big time also. Like, when he talked about Bill Lambert, my giant hate Bill Lambert, hate the Pistons. But ain't, uh, what's this, what's this dude's name from the Maverick? Davis, Davis Bertrand's making big money right now, and he's standing in the corner shooting three, seven feet tall. <laughs> Bill Lambert was doing that too, so he could make $15 million doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Thing is, you know, Jimmy, or uh, Maxi Cleaver from the Mavericks. You said Gilbert be saying saying Gilbert be even way more disrespectful when he so, say this stuff. He be trying to be and, disrespectful. And I'm, and I'm and I'm a Gilbert I'm a Gilbert fan, but Gilbert got to chill, yo. And and, and the yeah, thing he is, be Gilbert, he be taking it too far as well. Yeah, Gilbert is highly like because there's think never think any context in what Gilbert says. He just say stuff. He, Yo, he, he, Gilbert, he, got, he got a podcast to feed. You know what I mean? He got a yeah, he yeah. He's views. creating content, as Jimmy, as Jimmy would say. Bulge is out here for that content because Gilbert ain't that stupid either, and he knows history. So there's really no excuse for a lot of the stuff he says. He just yeah. He yeah. Think power. about it also. Think about these guys and who they have on their respective podcasts. Like, they're not trying to impress the older guys because, you know, they're not worried about those they're dudes. They're trying to they got stay relevant to the, era. to the kids, to the younger right. generation. And those are the guests yeah. that they have on their shows. Like, and, and none because, of them ask Dr. J Gilbert, to come on to their show. You know what I mean? Like, also, also, Dev, because Gilbert. Now, no, I, 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 I was, Gilbert, not all of them because Dr. J has Dr. J has done, like, their shows. Like, he's done – um. So some of the old heads do come on the shows. Like who was it? Uh, was it the? They, they come on the show. Gilbert, Gilbert show. Gilbert. 
So no, but so the knuckleheads don't ever talk like this. About like I'm talking about the people that the talk like this. They're not worried about that, yeah, that demographic. The, 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 the knuckle, the knuckleheads, and all that smoke have a have a lot of respect for their elders. Right. They, Gilbert, they show respect all Gilbert, the time. Yeah, Gilbert is different. Jimmy Gilbert is trying to not only relate to this generation. Gilbert was ahead of his time, and he's determined that he fits more in this time. His game. I think he's trying to ever so gently rewrite the narrative of how good he was, which he was a great player, cut short. I think <laughs> he want to be credited for changing the game. He want to be credited for changing the game. I think that's a little I, – I get that too. I get what you're saying, but I think part of it is like, yo, I know if I say these crazy things, like because names matter, right? So he knows when he picks, picks Larry Bird and picks on him, he's going viral. No, no, no you're right. So You're right. He, he knows. Just, he knows. I think for me, I, only, I, I think it's just more of a more of. I'm just trying to go viral. Bow, move. Yeah, bow. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. he understands yeah, because, social media. Yeah, because I never knocked the older guys for the three point shot because the three point shot in college wasn't implemented in '86. It was in the NBA in '79. So you had cats who didn't see a three point line until they got in the NBA, and it was just a different game that was played, you know, and. I run, and it's, it's just a different game. It's like the NFL. It's different. It, yeah. it played different, and you play by the rules presented in front of you. And my last thing is, I hear all this debate every year. One, the NBA need a commissioner with a set of balls. This dude is soft. He's running mad. He running like club mad over here. Yeah, he, he don't want to upset well, anybody. He don't want to yeah. upset anybody. Yeah, he's like, talking. Well, we made the game. Soft as hell, yeah. Yeah, because think about it. They talk, everybody talks, well, kill low manage, reduce games. No, it won't. You play 72, they just going to play 60. <laughs> they ain't going to do it. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Because, and, and now they're talking about having, uh, um, possibly having a target score in overtime games. People don't have to play too many minutes. You won't overload players with minutes. But let these motherfuckers play until the game is over. Damn, stop babying these dudes. Y'all paying them so much more money. How many times we see a double overtime game in NBA per year? Right. You only see 10. You don't even get 10. Like, they're going too far with stuff now, man. But just like you said, like, (laughs) if they they take games off, if they they take games off the schedule, (laughs) the dude's just going to low manage down to 55-60. So it's like, you know what else I know? They talk about, oh, well, the team told me, hold on, but you're the same star player that can say when we start in practice, when we going to fly, when we going to do this, or I'm leaving. But you don't want to tell them, hey, I'm playing tonight. And I think that's a fan-friendly thing because you remember how baseball lost fans over the years. And NBA could go that route as well if they don't make themselves more fan-friendly because you don't want yeah, – because. But to look at the demographics, though, the NBA, NBA by far has the most young fans. So they're, you know, the NBA is skewing young now. For the first time in years, it is, they're but skewing does, young. Does, how, are, how are they, like, I haven't really heard, like, the, but the problem, feedback on it. Like, that whole target score thing in the All-Star game, has it made it more exciting for younger fans? No, I mean, I'm no. not saying it hasn't. The, the problem with the problem because why are they even thinking about that? No, the like, problem with people would like that. The problem with the skewing. Like well, I don't know, but the problem with the skewing young is these folks ain't got the chicken, right? So Bingo. NFL fans at a certain age that they got they got the bread. But I mean, the thing is, I guess if you if you're moving into the future, kids love basketball more than any other sport, more than baseball, even more than football. Like. 
that's the one place that they beat the NFL is in the younger demographic. Like kids love basketball, probably because it's more um, – it works on socials better. It just does in terms of, you know, highlights and is this a travel and, you know, and, you know, we're getting into a time where people are steering kids away from football so they don't get your head knocked off. Yeah, uh, and like one thing, and because you got to understand, every NBA game is also a fashion show. Yeah, yeah. Even even though like Dylan Brooks tried to dress like Stone Cold Steve Austin, someone put on uh, Twitter Stone Cold Three for Fifteen. Yeah, but the problem with the NBA, I think, what happens is it's like because the NFL has that perception, partly because of non guaranteed deals, where hey, I'm doing everything I can to play. And but we we got the Spurs, not the Spurs, but the Blazers sitting on the tarmac too long. Oh, we can't let them play. We got to rest. That just doesn't go well with the average person, especially with. See, the problem is especially the price of tickets also. And, uh, and I was about to say, weren't not, they thinking about postponing that game or something because they were on the plane too long? Yeah, because cause one Jesus time I, I did pay for a Warriors ticket out here, but Steph was legitimately hurt. So I wasn't right. tripping about that. I was watching some goon named Cartier Martin get his shots up and Monte Ellis get his shots up. I was, hey, we had an office pull on that. He was like, that's, when they, but, that's when they had the Call of Duty backcourt. The funniest thing about the, um, the NBA and it's, uh, you know, uh, which you, whatever you want to call it, um, players playing when they want to is what it really boils down to, is your man Kawhi Leonard, yo, because – Yo, Kawhi literally plays whenever he feels like it. And he don't get no heat. He does play. Yo, yo, he does play. He's the best player in the world, yo. Like, yo, yo Kawhi's going crazy right now. Then he's like, yo, yo, yo y'all, y'all yo. talk about Kyrie. I'm like, you like, must be because you, you got fresh legs. Let's talk about Kyrie. Yo, Bull is really serious about being this part-time professional basketball player. Like, he's dead <laughs> Yo, but he gets away with it more because he don't talk. Like him not talking. I tell you what it is, Jamie. I tell you what it is. It's kind of like that person in the family who always get in the trouble, who who can't get off the drugs. So he's like, hey, he gonna keep starting that powder anyway. So we might as well let him. Hey, ain't nothing gonna do about it. That's what <laughs> it is. Let him do it. But yeah. he, yeah. Yo, here's the ironic part about Kawhi. All that low managing he did, he still tore his ACL in the playoffs. It doesn't prevent yeah, injury. How about that? In like yeah. the twentieth game. But yo, the funny thing is <laughs> when he does play though, when he does play, you like, damn he's the best player yo. in the league. Like you should be. Yo, I'd be hating. I'd be hating. I'd be like, yo, this nigga gonna come back and average like thirteen, three and three. Yo, Kawhi come back and drop thirty eight. Well shoot. Averaging like thirty over the last like two weeks. Yo, he he went he went so crazy that Paul George, like, you know, start like, you know, Claiming like yo, I I know I ain't built to be a leader. Like yo, he made that five years ago. Everybody ain't a number one. Yeah. Ain't, ain't, ain't no knock on him, I mean, but ain't supposed to be number as one. As much as I like, as much as I love Paul George's game, I think he gets his. I think he gets his Jones to Peggy. Yo, he's yo. Peggy, dog. He, <laughs> yeah. he saw Kawhi play this past week. He saw Kawhi play this past week and showed the whole world his coochie. <laughs> yeah. I like imagine yeah. what he said about LeBron because everybody blows up Yeah. Oh, by by the way, fellas, yeah. I say have a good weekend. But also Mike Michael Jordan won the war. 
Scotty Pippen might as well shut it down. And I still yeah. think Mike got his hands on Larson <laughs> anyway, but he couldn't do it. He can't be wide open with it because of optics of being a team owner. So he sent his son up there. And I just can't wait for Scotty to show up and Marcus open the door and let Scotty get yo, his kid. Yo, you and you and uh you and Dev believe <laughs> I believe, yeah, I'm telling you, she at the hey, state getting treated. This is a man who had a 30 year grudge against Isaiah Thomas now. So you know this man's petty. In my yeah, view. He's definitely petty. So, Scotty out here yeah. talking talking tough? Are we going to do Man. They trying hey, to. Remember when that 75th anniversary came up? Y'all remember that top 75 yeah. came up? We look for Scotty. He's waving at the camera. Everybody else was there, but he's waving. What? He was talking so big and tough. He could have shown up, right? Yeah. Yo, but I, I think, I think even the that. whole Michael Scotty thing, I think the whole Michael Scotty thing is overblown because what I've noticed is Scotty don't do a lot of talking. Scotty only talked when he got something else he about to drop. When he had the book that yeah, was about to when, drop, when he came up and just used Michael. Other than that, he shut up. Hey, Mike don't he talk. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Just other, when other, Scotty other don't than have that, nothing about to that, happen, Scotty be don't nobody ask Scotty. Nobody talk to Scotty. Scotty don't hey, have who talks Mike? Mike doesn't even talk like that. They know Scotty a couple because he be drunk. Yeah, man. All I know is that I, I just need Scotty wife to cheat on him. You know, hey, all I just right. need her to cheat on a guy who actually made who got who got an All NBA vote or consider a snub in an All Star game, not a guy who's a throw in or getting mid level salaries. Can she at least do that? But hey, scrub, but hey, you gotta <laughs> have a good one, man. Stay black and be awesome. Alabama has a good soccer program for your son too, man. I got some connections oh, there, cool. man. Hey, All right, man, we'll holler at you hey, next week. Hey, man. you guys will get a new car, too, B. I'll let you know that, man. You sign with Alabama. Peace. Okay. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> yo, it's time for us to roll, yo. Um, yeah, let's get about it. Bottom line is, shout out to everybody who joined us, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate the love as always. Find everything we do at the hub of warroomsports.com. Also, get sports the book at warroomsports.com. Everything we do at the hub. But it yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not that hub. Our hub, warroomsports.com, dog. <laughs> but until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Peace to the God.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.